Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Thomas is the CEO at Easy together with Jan Francois. He has been with Easy for 16 plus years and is a proud member of the Easy philosophy of bringing each person and organization to its full potential. In the interview, Thomas very humbly shares his experience as an employee and how his journey to CEO has been. He talks about his family, balance, and a very different look at leadership. I am sure everybody who listens to this episode will be left deeply touched and moved by what Thomas has shared. Hi, Thomas, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Hi there, Sumit. Wonderful. To begin with, can you share with our listeners who you are and what do you do? Um, so I'm Thomas van Eyck. I'm CEO at Easy. Easy is an IT company. We basically develop and implement software and we manage and secure IT infrastructure. Um, we have just under 500 people working at Easy nowadays. I joined the company back in 2006 as an internal sales officer and made my way throughout the organization and took on the role of CEO three years ago. A role which I share with my friend Jean-Francois Hederman. So we have two CEOs uh, and we really believe in everything we do. We put people at the center and that is working quite well. So we have no rapid growth over the past three years and um, we're not stopping. So we're going to continue this journey. And it's basically an amazing adventure that we share with all of our employees and, and all of our customers and partners. Absolutely. And that sounds amazing. 16 years and then like starting from an, uh, sales executives and then being a CEO. But before before I go there, right, can you share a little bit of your backstory, right? How did your background prepare you for what you're doing today? Not at all. Uh, my background, I basically was a very average student. Um, in my younger years, I, I, I wasn't very motivated for school. Then at the end of, at the age of, at the age of 18, my mom basically encouraged me to go study. 
Um, because until that moment, all I wanted to do was just start working and not go for a university diploma or something like that. So my mom encouraged me. And uh, so I went to, to study uh, marketing, three-year three studies. I have a bachelor in, in marketing. Uh, and basically at the age of 2021, 20, I came on the employment market and Easy gave me a call and, uh, and asked if I was interested to, to join them. It was a very small company at the time, 40 people, but I was immediately, um, I immediately felt a, a connection with Salvatore Curaba, founder of Easy, who, who has always been and still is a, a very big source of inspiration and basically my mentor and my coach throughout uh, all of those years. So. Um, that's basically my background. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share one or two key instances, right, from that journey? From uh, Because being a CEO is uh, very different from being just an average person, right? Just uh, So where did that, uh, like, grow that? Uh, because as a CEO, you have to dream, you have to inspire people, you have to take people together, deal with challenges. So mm. where does that shift happen? Um, I think it, it happens gradually. I remember when I started working that I noticed that the more ambitious I was, the better my results became. So, so quite fast, I started to work quite hard. Um, and I still believe that if you want to achieve something, you have to put in, you have to put in the work so that there is no secret in achieving things like growth and all of those stuff. So, so I think that was, um, important to notice that, um, that I had an impact on my personal results and achievements. Afterwards, I think I, I always had the opportunity to grow inside of the company and to take up responsibility. And it's still, a, 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 those are still principles that we even, um, that we foster even more nowadays compared to, to, to the early years. Something that we typically do is whenever somebody wants to evolve into people management or whatever, somebody wants to develop an idea or something that, that he or she is thinking about, we give them the opportunity to do so. We really have a default yes culture, whereas I think most of the companies have a default no culture. Um, Thomas, I have an idea, yeah, but first do the job um, for which we hired you and afterwards you can maybe explain what your idea is. And I think at Easy we have a default yes culture. So whenever somebody is coming or asking us to, to evolve into people management or coaching, um, the answer is yes. And we start very small, you can grow. And that really is, or in that way, we allow people to take ownership over their career and they can basically chase their dreams. And that's something where I had the opportunity to do that as well. It's not a gift. You still have to deliver even more, but, um, but when you succeed, it's, yeah, you, you can basically continue. And as I said, chase your dream, which is basically what I did. And then, um, yeah, in 2019, Salvatore, or basically in 2016, Salvatore, our founder, decided to, to step aside and he decided to, yeah, to allow us to manage the company. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share a bit more about the default years, right? How does that work with the commitments? And then how do you keep people aligned, working in a common direction towards a common vision? I think it, it is. So the CEO or management or direction or the board of a company has Basically, I think two responsibilities. We need to create a context where people can be successful, context where people can actually be happy at work, and, and they have to have vision. 
Um, we have to indicate where we want to be next year, in three years, in five years, and in 10 or 15 years. And once we do that, we need to have, we obviously need to have ways and procedures and models that allow us to implement that strategy throughout the company. And that is basically about execution. But, but when, once we have that vision and that strategy defined, you can allow people to, to take initiative. And as long as it serves the bigger goal, uh, then it will always be uh, all right. Now, with regards to strategy, execution, and consistently implementing our vision, um, that is about it's hard work. It never stops. It's something that you have to work on every day. And it's 50% or even more 60 or maybe 70% is about communication. You need to repeat and repeat time after time again what we want to achieve, who we want to be as a company, why we want to do what we are doing, where we want to where we want to end up with that strategy. So so it's about communication and about consistently doing what we feel is right, which which makes me think of, of values and the importance of values as well. I think in 2022, and it's an evolution and it will only become more and more important. We need to have, as a company, we need to have a personality. People, both potential customers and candidates, people that, that might come to work with us, they really have to feel in what way we are different from other companies. Um, otherwise, we just blend in with the masses and with all of the other companies. We have to stand out, which doesn't mean that we need to, that we have to try to, uh, to be appealing to everybody. No, we need to have a personality um, that sets us apart from other companies and that, and, and that is interesting for the people that we want to work with. And I think that their values are very important in achieving that. So we really consider ourselves to be a value-driven company. It's really something that we that we want to strengthen day after day after day. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think I love the context part because I so often see that missing that people can get, or especially leaders can get too task-focused and they forget to zoom out and focus on the context. And, uh, and then the second thing which you mentioned is to repeat those messages of why are we here? How do we work? What is our personality or what makes us different? So it's not just a one-time effort. It's also a repeated and continuous effort. I love that. And since you spoke about, right, the personality and also the future, can you share where are you headed, like five, 10 years into the future? There are um, quite some ambitions. It's always difficult to be, to plan more than three years and even three years in businesses, uh, especially in a fast-moving environment as we have. Um, I think in five years' time, 2027, we will probably be close to 1,000 employees. That's basically the rate at which we are growing. Uh, we have gone, um, we have doubled in the past three years. I don't specifically want to maintain that rhythm because it's quite fast and we need to um, to make sure that everybody is still following in, in 2027, I think in five years time, we will have, we will have a thousand colleagues. I want to remain, um, a, an employee owned company. So we still, we have 115 shareholders, 115 colleagues who are working at easy that have decided to invest in the company to basically become a co-owner of the company, which is something we want to continue to do. Uh, which means that we will probably have 300 co-owners of the company. Um, by that time, we will be active in, in at least two other European countries. And that's something that we 
that we are slowly working on and that we want to that we want to achieve as well. In 10 years time is is more difficult. Um, if we keep that same pace, one might say that we would have 2000 colleagues, but it's too difficult because it, I don't think we will be 2000 yeah. employees in Belgium alone. So it will be international, but it's a tricky question. So yes, but uh, yes, a couple of interesting things, right? So one is uh, what I noticed was that growth, but also sustainable growth. Yeah. Right, not just for its own sake. And the second thing which you mentioned is like pe more people having uh, being owners while yeah. working in the company. So as you move forward, right, as you take the company, and let's say in the next three to five years to that double the size, what do you see are the biggest challenges for the organization, but also for you as a leader? Hmm. I think that the main um, the main challenge is to to be stay true to who we are to the dna that we have in the company the values that we agree upon amongst colleagues and basically it's about culture so um, a lot of people when i talk about easy ask me or they tell me they tell me that our culture will not remain as strong as it is today um, it will, when we grow, it will become less strong and it'll be more difficult to keep it at that same level. And I can't accept that. Um, I want to do the exact opposite. I want every colleague who joins us needs to strengthen the culture we have. I want to be, I want to have the company with the strongest culture possible. I want that, or my dream is that whenever, that's the reason our customers have to work with us because they feel the difference. When an easy employee walks in into a meeting, he has to be the participant who is the best prepared, who has the most added value, who is proactive. That, that's really the culture that, that I want to have. So that, and that is my challenge. That is what I'm responsible for, um, which is basically, as I said, for strategy and vision. It's about communication. It's about repeating the same message time and time again. It's about consistently putting our words into practice. We really need to practice what we preach. And I think that is one of the, um, one of the issues a, a CEO, for instance, might experience is that there, there becomes a gap between what you, what your vision is and what is being implemented in in day to day operations. So I want to stay aligned, um, and that is something that is uh, it's a continuous effort as for a strategy and uh, and vision implementation. Yeah, thank you for adding that. What about you personally, right? What do you see would be your biggest challenge as a CEO, as a leader of the organization as it grows? It'll be the culture part uh, will be important. As I said, it's our responsibility to, to have that vision and mm. to define that strategy and our goals and our ambitions. So um, obviously the challenge will be to stay relevant and to make sure that those elements are aligned with what the market is looking for. And so that all of that combined is, will be our challenge. On a personal level, in my experience, um, a company cannot depend on individuals. So, so we need to build a, a team. We need to have a team, and we need to have processes and principles that force us to um, to make sure that Easy can stay successful when I'm not there, when Jean-François is not there, when people are there. Yeah, someday they won't be present anymore, and the company needs to stay uh, 
needs to stay successful. On a personal level, that means that we, that I have to be on the lookout permanently for talent and people that can grow inside of the company and that can take our responsibility inside of the company. And then on a very personal level, uh, I'm a father of two, of two daughters. It's my responsibility to raise them as, as the people that I want them to be. Um, in this world. And in order to do that, I need to balance easy with the time I spend with my family and doing the things that allow me to do those first things in the best way possible. So I need to, to make sure that I sleep enough, that I do enough sports, that I, that I remain uh, healthy and fit as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas, for sharing personal side as well. And uh, one thing which I, which I loved from what you shared about practices and culture, that the culture that you need to create or that you want to create will happen only if those practices are being practiced now, right? To not to leave it to default, because mm -hmm. culture can be one big invisible demon, which can either play in your favor or against your favor. But if you make it practical, if you make it up into behaviors yeah. that you can practice, then you can actually do something about it. You can measure, you can improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe culture can be managed. It can, it, it, it should be managed. It's, um, and as you said, it's too easy to just say that it's, an, it's not tangible. We can't really impact it because yeah, you, you can do so. One of the things we, we try to do is align the ambitions our people have with the ambitions we have as a company. And, and it's my, I'm convinced that it's possible to align those two. To give you one example, maybe in, for us as a technology company, knowledge sharing is really crucial. It's something that if we, if we don't succeed in having systems and processes to consistently share knowledge, um, then the value we have as a company is at risk. So what we do is we have defined um, different levels for, for, for everybody inside of the company. And on a first level, as a junior, we, ex we expect that you understand the importance of sharing value. So whenever, um, whenever information is being shared, we expect them to be curious and to do everything they can in order to take up that knowledge. When they evolve throughout the organization at the highest level, they have to be the driver behind um, behind regular initiatives to share knowledge and expertise. So so when that means that if you don't have that 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 capacity to share knowledge, then, then you won't evolve inside of the company, which is a very easy way. And I think a clear example of how we can impact culture by yeah installing those practices and the, those principles. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And now coming uh, coming back to the personal, right? You talk about your family. Share something else which uh, most people do not know about you or doesn't get spoken about uh, like usually at work. Let's say that I might be a CEO at Easy whenever I'm at home. I forget the CEO part and I'm just doing whatever my girls want me to do. <laughs> um, so I'm not very, I don't have much of authority at home. I basically just try to raise, I try to raise girls that I'm proud of. And as for easy, that's about values. Um, and I don't really care about their studies or diplomas or those things. If they're good people, then I will be satisfied and I'll, I will be proud now. Thank you. Yeah. I think there is so much to take away from what you just shared, right? Uh, because Many times having a position of a CEO or being a leader can become an all-consuming passion that you 
either neglect your family or take that uh, like as an ego trip uh, even outside of work but what you are sharing is uh, is an example of uh, humility but also being curious and open to something else yeah that's a nice summary and that's the way i see it yeah ceo is not the most important person in the company that is uh, that, that's something that i'm very much convinced of yeah. thank you thank you that's a, that's a powerful statement i think i'm going to quote you on that one so so thomas before we wrap up right what advice would you give up to somebody who is a ceo or who is a leader but at the same time struggling to manage all of the expectations uh, the challenges the unpredictability of the market as well as everything else right because being a father being uh, a human being other priorities what would be your advice hmm. i think um, in my experience whenever i experienced pressure it, it was always pressure that i invented myself so we i think as a first we should be less demanding for ourselves maybe um but that's very personal so i'm not sure that it goes for everybody that is an experience i have um and then again if we think about it we can't control the things that that we face the war that we're facing now and energy prices and all of those things the covid the pandemic all of those things were out of our hands we shouldn't worry too much about that um we should worry however about what we are doing and and so it's about consistently doing what's right not for you as a person but for the company as a whole for the company for the employees for the stakeholders and if we consistently do that and if you have the discipline to to work um, and to put in the effort that is necessary if we work with the right people um if we build a team that has that shares the values that that we find important and if we uh, we have the discipline to to deliver quality day in and day out that's basically it we need to consistently do that and then in in my experience re- results will follow um but it it might seem quite simple if i say it like this but in business sometimes need to be needs to be simple we need to especially as a ceo you need to simplify what we're trying to achieve um if it's very complex in in my head how will i be able to inspire the people that need to get the job done so so that that's something that, that might be an an advice but i want to give an, an a more practical advice as well something that i would do is two things uh, an advice to any ceo listening to us now first one values are um are basically the value of our, of of your company it is in the values that you preach and that you put into work and so you have to describe them it's not just about putting positivism on the wall and responsibility and all of those things that we agree are very important but we need to make them much more explicit we need to write them down in detail that's the first whenever we have done that work on the values we need to use them inside of our companies you need to use values when you hire people you need to use values when you promote them inside of your company the the people that are being promoted have to be the people that really read those values day in and day out those people need to take more place inside of the company not just the top performers but the top performers that are living by your values 
that's um, that that's maybe that's the first part. Second advice that I would like to give is need to make a evolution um, inside of your company very tangible. People need to know what you expect from. Um, from so you need to have levels inside of your company because people want to evolve they want to have that feeling of self-development so we need to have levels and in those levels we need to talk about the competences we need to talk about the values and we need to talk about desired behavior the behavior you want to see in the company needs to be part of the evolution program you have for your employees so those are two tips that i want uh, that, that i want to share Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. I think those are very practical, but also what you said earlier, right? Sometimes keeping it simple or to make it simple from a complex web of business and leadership advice is uh, is what helps you deal with pressure, but also makes it easier for everybody in the organization. Well, and uh, and the second thing which I learned uh, or which uh, I really took, I'm taking away is that values are not just about something to put up on a poster. Like the best way to see values is like, are people living them? Are people making their day-to-day decisions without oversight. Do you have that uh, behaviors mapped out so that people feel that they are part of a culture, they feel that they are making progress, they are growing, and they don't, there is not a lot left to assumption. So thank you for adding that. Yeah, thank you for your time. And for anybody who is listening, if they want to find out more about you, more about EZ, what's the best way to do so? Uh, just reach out on, on on LinkedIn. More than happy to connect. Don't uh, don't hesitate to send questions or anything. Always happy to help and always happy to share my experience. Thank you, thank you, Thomas, for spending this time uh, with me. And uh, I want to wish you the best for the next five years and even beyond that for everything that you are up to, like in your journey as a thank CEO. You. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, Can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved, and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.